Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. In this week's episode, I'm talking with Karen Broda, a personal trainer and wellness coach who helps ADHDers look and feel good naked. Her purpose is to have you thrive in your body, both physically and mentally, so you can show up with confidence every day. The focus of her work is on uncovering and busting past the self-sabotaging beliefs that are causing you to get in your own way. Karen is a pro bikini athlete, circus artist, and instructor, and lives in a tiny home that she built herself. In our conversation today, we discuss the importance of mindset, some of the ways that we can reframe our views on exercise, and we also get into how we can set up systems that will keep us exercising even on those days that we don't really want to. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash Karen Broda. All right, keep on listening to find out how you can incorporate more exercise into your life. Yeah, because I think mindset's a great place to start with things because it's so important with how exercise works because it feels like there, there's the idea that mindset is just like, oh, that's just how you do things, but it really affects how what you get out of something. 100%. It's funny how this term mindset, we know it's really important, yet I think it's just so such a general term that we're like, oh, mindset, sure, it's important. And we don't really realize what it all is under this topic of mindset. Because mindset is, it can just be like changing how you frame something, you know, calling exercise movement instead mm-hmm. of exercise. That doesn't sound as fun. It can be mindfulness where you're trying to become more present and be like, okay, why is my brain all over the place right now? And can I feel into my body and go to somatic type? work. So it's really breaking down mindset of what is that and how, why is it so important? And I think it's giving people a bit more or a better idea of what falls under that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and the more I've been learning about mindset stuff, I'm just like, oh, it, how you think about things directly relates to what your results you're going to get. It's not like the idea of like, oh yeah, I just got to push harder in the gym. It's like, no, if you think that you're not making progress, you're not going to make as much progress as if you do think you're making progress. Have you heard the, I guess the standard formula that your beliefs create your thoughts, your thoughts create your actions, your actions create results. And we can just will ourselves to think differently, but that's really hard to do in your conscious state because it's your thoughts or you can't really control them half the time. But if you can start to change your beliefs and that's the work I do where you're going into the subconscious, you're really diving deep to be like, what do I believe in my core? What have I been told or saw modeled growing up as a child, even into like later teens and even into your twenties that I, to my core still believe, and maybe don't even notice it consciously And it can be a belief of if I'm fat, then that's bad. If I have extra weight, that means I'm fat and fat's a bad word. Or being skinny means I'm obsessed with my weight. And those are just beliefs. And that can cause us to self-sabotage because 
if you held the belief that oh, being thin means I'm obsessed, especially for females, well, then you're always going to somehow get in your own way to avoid to be thin if your goal is losing weight, mm -hmm. because that's this belief you hold deep down and it shows up in different areas of your life through different actions that you take or don't take. I mean, and as you said, it's really hard to change that. It's not just something where you go, okay, well, today I'm today I'm going to have a new mindset. <laughs> exactly. It kind of is in some ways because you go, you have to have that the mindset that your mindset can change. But it also is there. There's underlying things you have to do as well. I like to think of it as a muscle, like because we're talking on the topic of fitness and exercise. Like any muscle, you need to strengthen it consistently. Otherwise, you'll lose the muscle or you won't see progress. You need to like consistently go to the gym. It's just like mindset work and that catch-all term. You kind of need to do it daily or ongoing to build that muscle. If you always have this belief from, say, when you were five years old, you have the same belief that if I'm thin, that means I'm obsessed with my weight, then that's going to take a really long time to change if you've held that for so many years because you saw that modeled in your life. So it's consistently putting the work in through different methods, working with a coach, you can do hypnosis work, you just do conscious journaling and starting to question that belief for yourself and start to have a new belief and just try that new belief and consistently try that new belief in your life until it starts to feel normal and feels good. Yeah. So thinking about this as well, like how can we start really applying that? to exercise because it is something where uh, exercise is super important for ADHD, but it can also be really hard to implement because where we have that mindset that, oh, this is hard to implement. I can't do hard things and I don't know how to get started. Yeah, this is great because I always say mindset is this thing that you consistently need to do. It's the underlying component of everything. It takes work. But we also want people to start moving their body like now <laughs> because it's this instant dopamine that's going to help you refocus, it's going to make you more intentional with your day. It's going to help with stress, sleep, like so many benefits to it. So why look at mindset as this underlying thing, like the foundation that a house would sit on? And the house is the system or the habit, if you will, of making exercise consistent. And the furniture in the house is the tips and tricks and kind of little things that you personalize it to make it work for you specifically. So start with mindset, do that ongoing, but get started right away with exercise by starting to create this system for yourself or habit. And systems are really, really powerful for us because what they are they help us automate a task. So we're not always having to try and remember. It's not on like a to-do list that's never ending. It doesn't feel overwhelming because it's just the same thing we do every day. Most importantly though, it builds trust in ourselves. So if you made a promise to yourself, you're like, I'm going to go move my body for 15 minutes today by going for a walk. And you do that, you just made a promise to yourself that you kept. And like, if a friend made you a promise and they kept that, that builds a lot of trust. And if you just consistently do that just three days in a row, you build a lot of trust in yourself that you can do this. And it comes from this belief that most of us were probably told or saw modeled in most of our life that, oh, we're not good enough. We can't do this. We always don't, we don't stick with things. We fall off the wagon or we do too much and get injured. But just starting to build that trust gives you real life proof that, hey, I am sticking with this 
even if it's just for three days. And to make that easy, you create a system, which, yeah, let's talk more about systems today. I think that'll be really helpful. Yeah. And with that, also, it's just making me think of some of the functional ways I've been like implementing more movement into my life. Like I walk my daughter to school every morning and it's like a mile there and a mile back. And it's like, oh, that just creates this base level of movement that I have in my day every day, regardless of what else I also plan to do. Absolutely. And I love reframing exercise, working out as movement, because as soon as we take that label awake and start to change your beliefs, because we think working out, we're like, oh, it has to be hard. It has to be in the gym. I have to suffer. I have to do it for an hour, so many days a week. Or if you think of doing a certain workout, you're like it wasn't good enough because it wasn't the one I saw on Instagram. Yeah. But if you think of, I just need to move my body in ways that feels fun, that feels like a compliment to my day, you're going to be more inclined to challenge yourself with it, which is key. You're going to do it consistently. You're going to want to do it. You're going to remember a little bit easier to do it. And that's all that's needed is just moving your body in ways that feels fun and challenges you. So like you said, like walking, you know, walking to the school, that's great. Maybe one day you walk a little bit faster, even better. Yeah. And it's because it's just what we do in the morning. It makes it really easy. Um, And I mean, I personally love doing it for myself, but I also know that I'm like instilling all these great habits into my daughter being like, Hey, you can just walk to school and have, I mean, and every morning she's like, this is so much fun to do because we get to sing songs and we walk through a little forest and she gets to run in the trees and create this idea that, hey, this is a fun thing to do, not just something that you have to do. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head where you said, this is just what we do. And that's the work I do with clients. It's like, how can we make this just what you do, just who you are? Right. And that's the beauty of a system where like every morning we just walk to school. That's just what we do. And if we can start to label that as like, that's perfect. That's movement. That is winning. That is keeping a promise to yourself. And if it's fun, like walking through the forest, running through the forest, you're going to be so inclined to do it even on rainy days when it feels like it kind of sucks to walk to your daughter to school. But you're like, hey, it's still fun. We're still moving. This is okay. It's what we do. Yeah. I mean, th- there have been like the day when we had freezing fog, I was like, let's not walk down the slippery path. <laughs> I can drive you today <laughs> first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was the exception rather than the the rule. Mm-hmm. And so for me, th- this was like a really easy thing to implement because I'm like, I can walk to the school. I know how far away it is. This is I have the time in the morning to do it. But what are some other ways people can think about implementing some of these systems because as you were saying it's important to do that reframe away from oh i'm just going to go run on a treadmill for 20 minutes and that sounds awful yeah totally the biggest thing about creating a system because i could tell you all about how to create a system where you can build trust in yourself and feels natural like a natural part of your day but the first thing and maybe we'll kind of take a detour here is finding movement you love I talk about this everywhere that if you don't thoroughly enjoy what you're doing, it is going to make every part of the system that much harder to stick with. And it's just going to suck. And on those days where you're tired, you've had a bad day, you're just completely scattered and can't for the life of you even, you know, get anything done. 
you're not going to go work out because you're not enjoying what you're doing. And the biggest thing to believe is that we need to do something that sucks <laughs> to get results. And that's not true. So find movement you love. Like a task I give to my clients is list all the activities you've done in your life that you've stuck to for like a couple months. Like write them all down. Which ones did you love? Highlight those. And if you've never stuck to anything, just write the ones that you've maybe tried as a one-off, but were really, really fun or ones that you're intrigued to try. Write them all down. And use it as your starting off point of finding some sort of movement that is going to excite you and intrigue you and have you wanting to challenge yourself with it, wanting you to do more of it. And then from that list, a lot of times people are like, this actually isn't feasible. Like, I really want to go rock climbing, but I have like no rock climbing gyms in my area. So how can I do this? Well, take everything you listed and then underneath it, write down what aspects of it that you loved. So say you ran in a running group for like six months when you lived in a different city. And the reason you liked that was, well, the camaraderie, there was maybe you had beers after, like, that's really great. Mm -hmm. You, there was no pressure on running fast or far. It was just getting out, enjoying, you know, nature, maybe ran through beautiful trails. You're like, I really like being outside. I like nature. I like being with friends. I love the social aspect of it. Like, great. Okay. Now, now brainstorm, like what other activities embody all those things? Maybe it's joining a team sport or like a rec league or, you know, finding another running group. So then start to see what other activities could I do that embody these aspects that I loved in a previous activity and just go try it. Like you can't screw up by just trying something. You never know what you'll fall in love with. And if you find activity you fall in love with, implementing a system is going to be so easy to do and to stick with. Yeah. I used to play a lot of ultimate Frisbee and just that social aspect. I mean, when I moved, I knew I was going to need to do like some different exercise things to fill in that void. Cause I wasn't going to be as close and able to do it as much, but I didn't think about like, Oh, I'm also losing a huge social chunk too. And I was like, Oh, I have to fill that in too. And it filled so many boxes for me. of like, oh, I'm getting out and being, outside. I'm getting exercise. I'm getting social. Yeah. I think that's great. When I feel like our brains, we always want to do all the things, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're like, I need, I know I need to get outside. I know I need to do this and move my body and visit with friends, but I also have to do all these things like get to the store and walk my daughter to school. It's like, how can you combine stuff? It's not about adding more to your, your plate or to-do list. It's like, how can you combine some things? So I talk about moving your body first thing in the morning as part of your system. It's super easy. Get up, move your body. But that could look like just dancing around your kitchen or your house listening to music. I mean, music is really good for us. Moving our body first thing in the morning, just getting in tune with that and tapping out of our head is really beneficial. And maybe you're doing that with your daughter or your son or your dog. So you're already having some quality time with your family. Like it can be as simple as that just to start to move your body consistently. And start to like create that promise and keep it with yourself and have that feel good. Yeah. So it was also really funny. Last month, I had been doing some workout and I was really sore afterwards. And it occurred to me that I really enjoyed uh, the like delayed onset muscle soreness from a sensory seeking way. I was like, I can feel my body all the time and I like it. <laughs> yeah, that is 
so cool to hear because I do not like it. I did bodybuilding for seven years. I hated being sore, <laughs> but to be able to tap into your body, yeah, that is so powerful. So that's a good cue with the sensory of like, oh, I have a body. Okay, cool. I can feel my body. I'm not just my head. <laughs> I did not enjoy being sore. I enjoyed the sensory experience <laughs> of being sore, which is a very <laughs> fair enough weird. <laughs> Oh, I enjoy this part of this experience, but not the whole experience. (laughs) Like sitting down on the couch hurts. (laughs) Don't like this, but it's cool. I can feel my body. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first started working out uh, and the first like time after where I was really, really sore. And I'm like, I can't do anything today. This is not a good experience. (laughs) It's terrible. You're like, well... I thought I did a good workout. Obviously I did because I can't even function right now. And you're like limping around the, your house. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. It's not fun. And I think that's also an important thing for people to know about ahead. Of, like, hey, you don't really need to push yourself that hard. It's That's not the point. <laughs> it's the consistency. Really, there's two, well, I guess three things you need to stick with exercise and get results. It's the consistency. And that's not once a week here and there. It's like having a plan and doing that same plan day in, day out, or every second day, having it challenge you. So make sure it's challenging and have it be fun. Now, if it's fun and you're enjoying it, the challenging doesn't have to suck. It's usually you want to challenge yourself. It feels good to challenge yourself. You know, it's hard and you're like pushing yourself, but it feels enticing and then you'll want to consistently do it. And if you pair that with a fitness system, which I mean, we can talk more on, or we can definitely send a video in the show or put a video in the show notes. And then you have the mindset piece going on, but you're all set. That's all you need. Yeah. I think it'd be great to talk about more fitness systems, but also I know one thing that people are going to want to know is like, every time I do anything about exercise, people, how much should I be exercising though? And it's such a hard question to really answer. Yeah. So I dive in deep with this on with clients because, I mean, I came from a very long history of bodybuilding, personal training, and just all very much engrossed in the science of it. When you're like, how much should I exercise? Well, it's not black and white. So with that in mind, it's like, what do you want to achieve? If you're like, I want to lose X amount of weight by this date cool. Okay. Well then we can create a set plan because we can look at the science and what's going to get you there. Majority of the people I work with, like most of them and most of the people I talk to, it's like losing weight. Yes, absolutely. I want to look and feel good naked, but I really just want to stick with exercise, have it feel good and just feel confident in that. And what that looks like, it's creating a system that feels good first versus what needs to be done on paper. So that could be Health benefits, I say move your body at least 20 to 30 minutes a day with maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a jog, maybe it's yoga, something. But it depends also what you're where you're at now. If you're already walking every day, it's like, okay, can we do it something something that's a bit more challenging? So find something you love and then see like, okay, how can I continually do this every day? How can I make it a little bit challenging every time? Just a little bit. So I know I'm getting better and it's still constantly feels good that I'm excited to go back and do it again the next day. And that's a great place to start. It's really getting intuitive with it and using your system as your foundation. 
Yeah. I mean, with ADHD too often, we're all in yeah. and then it's, we start with too much. We, we just like, okay, well, I read that I should exercise for two hours every day. I'm going to double that and it'd be perfect. <laughs> so, so you all don't second guess this here. So what you're going to do, you're going to move your body for 30 minutes a day. If you're already <laughs> doing that, go for 45 minutes. And if you don't have 45 minutes, just make those 30 minutes a little bit harder. Just feel your heart rate beat a little bit faster, get a little bit sweatier. I think you're on the right track. Yeah. So yeah, I guess now we can really dive into those, uh, fitness system. We've teased it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So a fitness system, like I said, it's automating everything around your workout and even the workout itself. And the goal is not to be a robot in your workouts, but it's to build that trust in yourself that you're telling yourself, yeah, I can do this. I'm building the habit. So you have a foundation to then be more intuitive down the line. So the very first thing you need to do is work out at the same relative time every day. And I'm going to say movement instead of workout. So if you're like, well, I went to the gym Monday. I don't want to go to the gym again Tuesday. That's fine. Every day means just moving your body in that same time block of your day. Relative time means buddy it up with something else that happens. So it's like maybe every day before lunch, you move your body or every day before supper or every day as you walk your dog, that's when you move your body. I always talk about first thing in the morning because before you can start to get distracted by everything you have to do and get overwhelmed, you're like, I just have to wake up and go move my body. You always know what you're doing first thing in the morning. And we know exercise gives you dopamine. It's going to help you focus and be intentional for the rest of your day. So I always promote that. I mean, depends on the person, of course. So same relative time. So first thing in the morning. And again, that can be a walk. It can be something more like weightlifting. It can be taking an exercise class. It can be dancing in the kitchen. Whatever your movement is, same time every single day. Now I say weekends are sometimes different. You can have your weekend system or maybe that's always in the evening. Like before supper, you move your body. And maybe the weekdays, it's always first thing in the morning. The key is to keep it the same as much as you can So you don't have to consciously remember to do it or when you're going to do it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to do the same type of movement or workout every, um, I'm going to say every like Monday, every Tuesday. So every Monday, you'll do the same thing. Every Tuesday, you'll do the same thing. Every Wednesday, you'll, you'll do the same thing. So maybe you always swim on Mondays. You always rock climb Tuesdays. You always just dance in your kitchen on Wednesdays. Have the same thing. So you know already like three weeks in advance, you're like, I know what I'm going to be doing Tuesday. And that just further helps you automate this whole thing. It helps you build trust in yourself. And it helps you reserve that time in your day for you. Because you're like, oh, I always do this this day. So I'm just always going to have that block in my calendar. It just helps that whole process. Now, the third thing you need is what I call your workout mood. So creating this mood essentially for how you're going to or around your block of time. This is very, very helpful if you work out at home. So that can be always eating or drinking the same thing before you go move your body. It can be always putting the same song on before you start to move your body or having the same playlist. It can be just the changing of clothes. It's like I always change into these clothes or workout clothes when I go do my uh, 30 minutes of movement. 
Uh, one of the things that I find so, so helpful, especially if you're working out at home, is to change rooms or change your environment. So if you're inside, go outside. If you're in one room, go into a different room. That just signals our brain that something's different. It's an easy way to test switch when our environment's different. So go into a different room, you're like, okay, right, I'm different environment. Now I can switch on to moving my body. Again, doing it first thing in the morning, it just makes it all easier because you can just wake up and just start going and you don't have to worry about that task switch if you did it, do it midday. And that's it. And I think one thing to also remind people is that, yes, do the same thing, but you don't have to do it forever. Totally. I often yeah. get stuck in my mind, like, I have to find the perfect system because I'm going to do the system forever. <laughs> yeah. And it just doesn't work like that. I, I haven't done anything forever. Yeah. <laughs> And and trust yourself that you will know when it's time to change. I always say, do commit to this fitness system, create it, find some movement you love for two weeks. That's 14 days. I know you can do it for 14 days, 100%. Then you're allowed to change it. You can do whatever you want. And ideally, stay with the same thing for 12 weeks. It really gives you time to build trust in yourself. And that, remember, building that trust in yourself is going to allow you to be more intuitive later on. Like I don't follow much of a fitness system right now. I kind of do, but I'm a lot more intuitive, but I've also been doing this for a long time. So trust the system is going to help you long-term. And if you're like 12 weeks or 16 weeks seems really big, just two weeks. Then you're allowed to change it. Two weeks, give it a try. Yeah. And you can go be like, hey, I'm, this is my fitness plan for winter. This is my fitness plan for spring. Yeah. There's no rules you really need to follow so ignore everything out, out there that's telling you you need to go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday and work out for two hours because yeah, there's that will get you in shape, but that does not sound fun at all. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done the whole wake up at 530 thing to go to the gym and did it consistently enough, but I didn't enjoy it. And so it's just like, okay, that's not, that's not the one. No. And people often say they're like, I don't want to wake up early to work out. I was like, yeah, no, don't. I would never wake up early to work out. But can you have five minutes of some sort of movement first thing in the morning to at least get that dopamine, to at least feel into your body, find some more clarity and focus for your day. And then maybe you're having a more focused movement session or workout later in the day because that's what works in your calendar. So try and still move your body first thing in the morning. There's so many benefits to that. And maybe, maybe you only have 20 minutes in the morning and you can do a full you know, work out in that time in the morning. That's great too, but don't cut out sleep. We need sleep. That's uh, very, very evident to me that how, how powerful getting sleep is to doing all the other things. Yeah. Sleep first and then worry about the workout. <laughs> yeah. And I do think it's, yeah, the importance of like, yeah, do something small in the morning, but that doesn't have to be your whole thing. Cause I, yes, I walk my daughter to school in the morning, but that is hours after I get up. <laughs> Yeah. So that is not the first thing in the morning that I do. Yeah. And that's okay. It's the last part of what I call the mindset method. So you have your mindset piece, you have your system is the tips and tricks. It's like, how can you personalize this to you? If you're like, I have to walk my dog at this time. I want to move my body first thing in the morning, but just this doesn't work for me. That's totally fine. It's taking all these pieces and being like, okay, I know this will work, but I need to customize it to my lifestyle. But I also encourage everyone to kind of question what their day looks like already, because sometimes we can't fit anything else into our day. 
but you can combine stuff or maybe you can get rid of stuff, right? If you're walking your dog, that can be your movement time. Or like you said, well, like walking your daughter to school, or maybe you're doing something in your day that you're like, oh, I don't even need to do that. Like that's actually not important to do every day. And that frees up 30 minutes of my day. Yeah. And I, I do like how that's built too, that the foundation is mindset, then you add your system, and then you add your and you personalize it. tips, tricks, hacks kind of thing, because it's really easy for us to get really stuck in those small details. So it's like, you know, like, this is how I'm going to lift something or it's like, no, that's not, you need yeah. to have, if you don't have the other stuff first, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Think of the tips and tricks as Googling stuff <laughs> or yeah. looking on TikTok or Instagram for workouts. If you find you're consistently doing that to find the perfect workout, you know, you're on the tips and tricks part and you need to come back to the mindset and the system first. There's no perfect workout. It's never. <laughs> Whatever feels fun has you doing it consistently and you want to challenge yourself with it. That's your perfect work- workout for that time. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I get like, what's the best workout? I always reminded the one that you're going to do. <laughs> I love the phrase and it never gets old. <laughs> and also if you are second guessing what your workout should be, or you just need some ideas, I can go to my YouTube. I have follow along workout videos. They're all under 30 minutes or for ADHD. It's like an easy way to just be like, okay, I'm just going to put this on. I know I'm done in 30 minutes. I just give you lots of sarcastic comments and <laughs> I try to make some jokes. So I try to make it fun. Yeah. I mean, I think that sounds like a great plan too, because it doesn't have to be a really long thing. So not at all. Do 20 to 30 minute workout. That's great. That's better than not doing one. Exactly. It's all about movement, right? How can you find movement in your day that feels good? You can do it consistently and challenges you. That's all you need. All right. Well, I think that about covers it. Um, and I think that was just packed with stuff. People are really going to enjoy it. So you just mentioned your uh, YouTube channel. Um, do you want to just uh, give people a few places that they can find you and how to how they can do that? Absolutely. So my YouTube is exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness for ADHD. Pretty easy to find if you Google those keywords. And I have full-length follow-along workout videos, plus tons of videos about this mindset thing. So if you're like, I still don't get this mindset thing. I don't know how to get started. I have a whole playlist on how to get started with mindset, plus lots of exercise tips. And we go, I go deeper into fitness systems and finding movement you love. You can also find me on Instagram, which is just my first dot last name. So Karen.broda. And I post all the fun stuff there. It's a great way to connect with me. So I want to hear about your fitness system what exercise you're, or type of movement you're going to do, when you're going to do it. And I'd love for you to drop me a message on Instagram and I can support you that way. And I have a freebie for everyone. We can put in the show notes. It's a free 15-minute morning and night routine for ADHD. And it works for me. I use it with clients. So you're welcome to grab that. We can just put the link in the show notes. And lastly, I want everyone to make sure they subscribe and leave a review for Will for the Hacking Your ADHD podcast because this is such good information that he's sharing with everyone for late diagnosis ADHD. And I mean, really just subscribing and leaving a review helps him out so much. So go to that. Thank you for the, the kind words. And thank you so oh. much for coming on. I think there's a lot people can get out of this. Thanks so much for having me, Will. This was fun. Thanks again to Karen Broda for coming on the show. Be sure to check out the show notes page for all her links and that freebie as well. 
and thank you for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, we can think of our mindsets like a muscle, and like a muscle, they need to be exercised. By working on our mindset consistently, we can work on overcoming some of our limiting beliefs. Two, reframing exercise as movement, and specifically as movement that we enjoy doing, is a great way to get yourself introduced to doing more activity in your day-to-day life. Three, a great way to find more ways to incorporate movement into your day is to break down the activities you already like doing and figuring out which parts of those that you really love to do and where you can find those same aspects in other activities. It's just about finding things that you can do to move your body consistently. Four, the three components you need for building an exercise system and getting results are first, consistency. Then next is having it challenge you And then thirdly, crafting a positive mindset around that routine. Five, make sure to first build your mindset and then your systems. Once you have those set up, you can build up your tips and tricks. Don't let yourself get bogged down by the little details before you create a solid foundation for yourself. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can leave me a message over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. You can also reach me on Twitter at Hacking Your ADHD, and I've also just launched a TikTok channel that you can find by searching for Hacking Your ADHD. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can find those on the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share episodes with someone you think would get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, hey, I love this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I'd bet you'd get a lot out of it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2 5 10 25 or even $50 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. For those of you late-diagnosed women, moms, and professionals, you can also check out the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Maven. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to sign up, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. Do you know how a leprechaun exercises? It pushes its luck.